You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Hello. I hope you're having a wonderful day, uh, week. Thanks for choosing this podcast to listen to. We usually dive deep. Today we dive a little deep. And uh, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Thank you, Patreon. Patreon.com slash inside of you if you want to support the podcast in awesome other ways. Patreon is a, is a cool thing where you know, some people get boxes from me every couple months and uh, there's... Tons of perks, so check it out. You get to get your name shouted out on the podcast, et cetera, et cetera. The handles are Ryan Tez. No, they're not. But you're, if you're asking me to say them, I will tell you that. <laughs> yeah, so inside of you pod on Twitter, at inside of you podcast uh, on Facebook and Instagram. That is true. I'm not calling it X, just by the way. Yeah, I'm not either. It's Twitter. It's it's Twitter. It's Twitter. I don't care. Yeah, I don't either. Look at us standing up to billionaires. Yeah, we're standing up. <laughs> Fuck them. Um. Yeah, it's been a, a crazy, uh, crazy week, crazy weekend. I've been traveling a lot, and I uh, hope you guys are being good to yourself and, you know, trying to do some healthy things and all that stuff, therapy and whatever you do to make yourself feel better about yourself. That's what, what, what counts. Um, what else? Um, inside of you online store, lots of cool stuff, small, small little stuff, tons of merch, tumblers, whatnot, ship keys, scripts. And then the the uh, talkvillepodcast.com, there's new pieces of art of me and Tom signed. I'm on the cameo. You can get see where I'm going and cons and all that. Instagram at the Michael Rosenbaum. And you just go to Linktree. And there I am. And last but not least, the band, Sunspin. Wearing the Sunspin hat today. You like the new Sunspin hat? I like the color. Thanks. I worked on it. They're not even for sale, but I might I might put them on the um, inside of you. I like it. It's like an electric blue electric blue electric blue on mine <laughs> that was a cool song sunspin is the band sunspin.com if you want to book us or you want to uh, uh, see when our concerts are or you want merch or you want to book us on a zoom it's there and uh yeah been seeing a lot of patrons and a lot of people come to these cons and it's so cool to put faces and names together and you know what? I have actually gifts for you. There's there's another somebody made another bracelet of Ryan. Oh, neat! And one of Bryce. Um, yeah, folks love you. I don't know why. They're like, when are you gonna get inside of Ryan? <laughs> Maybe for a Patreon episode. I think we should do that. Why don't we get inside of Ryan for the next Patreon? Yeah. All right. I'll just ask you questions. Okay. And then we can hear your your, your Denny's steak story again. Oh God! I told <laughs> it again to Joel McHale. That's coming out, but uh, maybe we'll cut it. <laughs> I don't know. I think Bryce gets a kick out of it. But um, anyway, today's guest is someone I've always loved as an actor, Peter Facinelli. You know him from that vampire series of movies, and uh, he's been in a lot of stuff, and he's got this new movie coming out, which uh, I'm stoked about, which uh, we'll talk about. Um, he's, a, he's a really good dude, just a solid dude. I had no idea, but I think you're going to really enjoy this one. I hope you do, and you'll let me know what you think after so why don't we just do it right? Why don't we get inside of Peter Facinelli? It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, actors are really funny because they're like, I just want to get on a show. If I could just get on a show, it lasts like 10 years. And then when they get on a show, they're like, it's like prison. It is a little like going to jail because you're working 12 hours a day yeah, and you don't get much of a life. So like people don't realize like you be careful what you wish for. Cause when you get on a show, 
like, and you're, you're, you know, one of the top one, two or three on the call sheet. Oh, your like, life's done. You're, that's your life. That, that becomes your life. Like, like you get, in, and on the weekends, you're so tired, but you're learning lines for the next week. So like, you never really have it's a day off. It's perpetual stress, isn't yeah. it? You're not. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Stress is just like, you don't get to live life because you, you, your life becomes that character in that show. And then, and you have very few moments for yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. But don't you think that. If you're constantly learning lines, if you have this responsibility, if there's always a pressure on you to look good, to be mm. rested, to perform, to do, you know, it's like, imagine it, it to me, it's like sex. Mm. It's like you, you're, we have to perform, you know, you yeah. have to, and if it doesn't work, then everybody's disappointed. Mm. And so there is a stress that I feel like if you're on a show for seven, 10 years, that at least I did. I always carry that. I have to be good. I have to know my lines. I have yeah. to. There's always. I'm hanging out with my friends. No, and I'm like, pressure. oh, two days I film. There's yeah. pressure. There's pressure. You know, like you're always thinking, like I got to know my lines for Monday. So if you're doing something on Saturday, like you never relaxing. You never really. You don't relax till yeah. that series over. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you. Maybe you. You're different. You seem more laid back I mean, than I am. Like you. You could deal with the pressure. <sighs> I haven't done the show. I mean, I did a show for seven years, but I wasn't like. Was it about the opposite of a doctor? <laughs> there was some doctors <laughs> and stuff and, and hospital stuff, but um, but I I I wasn't number one on the call sheet. So like I and it was more of an ensemble and it was a half hour. So we only filmed five day episodes. It was kind of it was really lovely actually. It was perfect because like I went in and I had uh you know wonderful actors to work with. Uh, I really enjoyed working with them and it was just enough where I had some days off and like I could fly, it shot in New York so I could fly home on the weekends. Um, the life. I'd see my kids. So, so it was a good balance so I could see, you know. Uh, but, but if you but were number one or two. I did do a series I was number one on and it only went a year but and we did like 22 episodes and, and that's a lot because 10 months out of the year you're on set like 12 hours a day it sounds like oh boohoo us but like it's it's not glamorous it's not I just want it's not red carpet it's definitely like i mean pe there are people taking care of you you know yeah you're yeah. hungry you need a coke i can get you a coke and you know so so it's not like that's because you don't have time to do it you don't have time to do it yeah. <laughs> it's it's basically that yeah like, if you're yeah. like no i'll get my own coke no no i'll get it no 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 oh, go on set it. we need on you on set, set. <laughs> uh, but uh yeah, but I didn't have to do that. I didn't do that series in particular for seven. And I and, and even though it would have been nice to get like one more year out of that, like I I was careful after that to like choose. Like I remember getting an offer for uh, a, a series and it shot, it was 22 episodes and like, uh, and it was a straight offer. And it was wonderful when you get a straight offer, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and But it shot in Chicago. And I thought, okay. I had the same thing. Yeah. And I thought, okay, so I have kids. And if I take this series in Chicago, I'm not going to see them for 10 months out of the year. Cause it's like, I'm number one on the call sheet. Yeah. I won't be able to fly home on the weekends. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and, and, and they're not going to come to Chicago cause my kids were all in school in LA. So then like 10 months out of the year, I'm just like, I'm not going to see them. And then as an actor, you're like best case scenario, this goes seven years. So I won't see my family for what? Seven years. Oof. Like, like, and then they're going to be grown up and I'll have a ton of money, but I'll, I won't have had the time with them. So then it became like, I said, no. And then they came back with more money. And then I said, no, again. And then my agent was like, no, no, take the money. And I was like, I, I can't. Cause like, I, I, they were like, 
it's they they, they were just throwing ridiculous. The more you say no, that's like an aphrodisiac. Only if you mean it. Yeah. Never yeah. say no if you're trying yeah, to get if you're kind of get something. It doesn't work. It doesn't. You work. have to really like they smell it out. You know. Oh yeah. Like I don't want to do it. Yeah. Well, what's it going to cost us? Yeah. Nothing. Now, yeah. And then the, <laughs> and then it came back with more and more. And then I was just like I can't. And I didn't do it. And it lasted maybe that series uh, only lasted like five or six episodes. And got canceled. So so honestly, like. I'm glad I didn't do it because it would have been a canceled series under your belt. You don't want to have too many canceled series under your belt. Yeah. So like, you know, uh, so it was good that I didn't do it. But I also was like, best case scenario, go seven years, but I'm not going to be happy. I have a lot, ton of money, but then I won't. There's no there's no way there's anybody no, could be mm. happy doing 10 months a year for yeah. seven years. It's, it's unless, here's the thing. When you're younger, mm. you can do this. Yeah. You have the ability because your body, it's more... You just last well, you have, longer. You have more time too, because if you're 22 and you get out of the series at 28, 29, you're still young. You still got a career. You get like, in a series when you're 50. Yeah, and you that's it. And you're, you're 58. You're, yeah, double ARP is calling you. Yeah, then you just gotta like go retire. That's pretty much maybe. That's it. Know. I'm getting those um, those uh, letters now from the ARP. ARP. Do you get those yet? Not yet, but I'm close. Should I'm I close. write back? <laughs> hey, I- if we can get on the cover together, <laughs> let's <laughs> Could do you it. Imagine that would be great. Let's back do a commercial. That would be good. Hey, <laughs> yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Do you um have you always been one to to learn your lines quickly? Do you uh you can you shut it off? Can you just fall asleep? Did you ever did you ever feel anxiety? Did you ever get that kind of stuff when you were working? It's painful all the time. Like like I I wish I had a, a photographic memory. Me too. I do not. No. It takes me like three days at least to memorize stuff uh but i mean when you're doing a series your brain starts to pick it up quicker for it sure. Helps, sure it definitely helps and i but if you're like it's it's like it's a muscle so like between jobs if you have two months off three months off and then you have like a chunk of dialogue like it's stressful to because it's pressury and and you you want to know and you want to now the more you get comfortable with your, my character the more i feel more comfortable with my character the more i'm like okay i can I can make them say anything and and like, it's easier to learn the dialogue when you, but when you're first get that, you know, first day on set and, and you're always like, I hope I don't have like five pages of dialogue. It's just so nerve wracking. Cause you don't want to be the one that's like, can I say shitting the bed? <laughs> have you ever shit the bed? <laughs> um, you know, early on in my career, I had a movie that I did and it was a big movie. It was like $60 million. I was like the, the main uh, antagonist working with like name actors you could say their names right uh yeah i could say their names i was working with uh uh angela bassett wow uh i was working with lou diamond phillips i was working with um uh, james spader oh yeah uh and so like i I was like the main bad guy in this movie and it was a big director walter hill was directing Mm. and and, and warriors yeah warriors so uh, so I had like the first week off cause my character comes in on page like 10 or whatever. So they were shooting like the f- first week without me. And so I was like, you know what? I've got this, I know I've got this huge monologue coming up and I'm going to crush it. So I'm memorizing this monologue for this, you know, the whole time I'm like cramming it. It's like five pages of backstory where they're like interrogating me. And it's just me talking. Like, it's like, and then what happened? And then chunk, 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 chunk. And then, and and so this, <sighs> and then chunk, chunk. So I, and I knew it backwards and forwards like that. And I was so like, gonna crush. The night before we shoot. No, don't say they change yeah, lines on you. My my machine goes, starts to go off. And I get a, a, a note. It's like, hey, we rewrote the scene. And it's completely 
completely different. And now it's like seven pages of like the night before. The night before. Oh gosh, literally the night. And it was like eleven o'clock, and I had like five o'clock. I would have said honestly, I'm not doing it. I I honestly just can't do that. If you give me an earwig and feed me the fucking lines, I'll do it. Yeah, it was it was terrifying because now I'm like, oh god, like I. So I'm up like you know I'm looking at it, and it's like not similar. It's different, you know. Uh, So I get to set. And it was a train wreck. It was like every actor's worst nightmare. Like, like I still get anxiety when I think about it because I was like half in the old monologue and half in the new one. So I would start the new one and then go and start to go into the old one and then go, uh, no. I, and it was so bad that um, I was like, I'm going to get fired. There's no way that I'm not going to get fired. Uh, so they, so Walter was really cool. He, he was like, look, he knew I was struggling. So he, he put, he did all the other actors coverage first. Right. And I was still struggling by the end of the day. And because uh, you're tired now, you really now I'm exhausted, and like I've got again like half of one model. And so, uh, so at the end of the day, um, he was like, "Look, I'm not gonna shoot your stuff today. Just learn it." So I, I, I know I threw it at you last minute. Um, just, just learn. so I went home that night and I crammed it, like crammed it. And they shot it the next day. He shot it the next day, and you nailed it. I nailed it the next day, but but the day of, I was like. Oh, I'm getting fired. It's my first day. Oh, gosh, with like huge terrifying. actors that have been shooting already for a week. And so then, like, you it's feel a like they're looking train. at you like, oh. and they're looking at me like you're shitting the bed, and like, and you're like, guys, I just got this. Yeah, I just got. It, it. They they no one cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. That happened to me once it's where they so threw out a scene. They go, hey, we wrote this scene. We added it to another episode the day of, and we're we're going to shoot it today after lunch. And just my nerves wouldn't let me memorize the lines. Yeah. I was just already freaking out. Yeah. And so when I got there, it was just like, I remember just doing like maybe two lines and then going line and oh, then they feed it to me and then okay. I'd, I'd just do it. But at least you were on a show. So like people knew like, hey, he could act like, you know. Imagine being first day on a huge studio oh, movie with God. like big name actors. And I wasn't a name yet. I think it was like my second movie. And that's the worst thing I've and, ever heard. And I'm like, oh God, this is like, you know, all of a sudden you're playing like high school baseball. Now you're in the major leagues and you're tanking. You know what I mean? So I was definitely thought I'm getting fired. There's no way I'm not getting fired. I would have rather shit my pants in front of those <laughs> actors. I would have rather shit yeah. my pants in front of Angela Bassett. I mean, Bassett. it's pretty much the same feeling of like, because uh, they didn't look at me like, Oh God, I feel sorry for you. They looked at me like, what are you doing here? You don't belong here. Like, yeah. and I felt bad. It wasn't, and maybe that was me perceiving it. Like, obviously they, they're not looking at me like that, but I'm looking at it. Like, they're looking at me like, you don't belong here, kid. Like you're not cutting the mustard and like, we're crushing it. And what do you do? You know? Cause I just couldn't finish sentences. Cause I was starting one sentence going, no, I starting the next sentence with the old monologue. It was so confusing to me. And it was because I over prepped. And so, so now uh, like, I don't really memorize too early because i know that like what what i don't want that to ever happen again where it gets cemented uh so i'll try not to memorize uh until like a couple of days out this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. i don't know how many times i have to talk about this but it's so important if you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And, I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp, when you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up. 
and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash inside. Inside of You is brought to you by Rocket Money. I love Rocket Money. You know why? Because everyone should have Rocket Money because it just helps you save money. How many times do we have subscriptions that we don't even know we have anymore and we're paying so much money? It's just throwing away money, Ryan. I, I found one. You And you did it. You told I me. Found, I got Rocket Money. Okay, I found one. It. I'm embarrassed to say how long it's been going on, but thank you for finding it. <laughs> My God. It was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you want to watch some show and you go, oh, I have to subscribe to this uh, this streaming dev- uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you you start streaming the show, you watch it, you leave, and you forget after this trial period it kicks in and it's they're charging terrible. you 10 bucks a month. It's, it is embarrassing. Ugh. You know, 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about. Before I started using Rocket Money, I thought I had, you know, like, oh, I have like five subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was paying for like four extra uh, between, you know, streaming advices and fitness apps, delivery services. It's never ending. And thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. I don't like that. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash inside. That's rocketmoney.com slash inside. Rocketmoney.com slash inside. But do you still think every time you're about to like it's the day or two days before the, sh- the the shoot you're shooting something do you think oh my god they're gonna change the lines on me do you still get those haunting feelings um, it's just it's, knowing your lines has always been nerve-wracking to me because it's like taking a test you yeah know what I mean? and i don't do good with tests yeah i don't do don't do well under pressure when i know it and i'm yeah. confident yeah I, i'm no, awesome i love by it. day three of filming like and you know you've already established like, okay i feel like the character you're getting into a rhythm you know, then you don't, you, there's less pressure on you. you know? yeah. And so like, but, but when you're f- first couple of days and you're working with new people, it's a new day at school and everyone's looking at you, it's tough. Like, and I think everyone's trying to find their feet on the first few days too. Yeah. So it's just tough for everybody. I mean, it's a, it's a weird job because we're always, 
you know, it's always changing. And, and I love that about it, but I yeah. also like, you know, there's, there must be some, you know, having the familiarity of, of being on a series for a while also is, is comforting in some ways too. I, w- I would think, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, like, like I said, the one that I did do, it was more an ensemble. So I was less, but I, even then, like when there was big chunks of dialogue, it's, it's a little pressurey because, because you don't have time. They don't have time. You they know, don't have you, time. they're always racing a clock. You know, I'll tell you what was an interesting experience. Uh, I, I just shot a movie. I'm allowed to talk about it uh, on fire, I, right? which I just yeah. saw. Uh, yeah, and I and I promise you, I watched it. <laughs> yeah, I was, and I liked it. A I lot. was telling you, uh, you know, on the way over here, I thought, I wonder if you watched it because I was like, you know, you you talk to people all the time. I wasn't so, gonna watch it. Yeah, I was like, I don't have time for this shit. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> like honestly, like if I was meeting people, you're doing three or four of these a day. You're like, oh, I gotta watch. It's almost like homework. Movies should be like, oh, I want to sit back and watch a movie. Have some corn. It's harder to watch movies. I find nowadays, like even my own movies. <laughs> like, I think it's because uh, there's so much it's well, also it's a time commitment, right? Like it's a, there's so much content out there, but like, we're so used to getting things in short spurts that like, you know, to sit down and go, okay, I'm going to commit to an hour and a half or two hours. It's harder because when you have content on your phone that's giving you two two minutes here, two minutes there, and then you can do something, and then two minutes there, two minutes. And so now, like, I like going to the theater because, like, everything's shut off. But, yeah. But if I'm at home- You're distracted. I'll, 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 I'll say, you know what? I'm going to start this movie, and then I'll go, oh, but then I have to, like, really commit to this for two- I don't have two- I know you got kids. I you got, got kids. This, you got to go back. Do you I gotta... want to start this now? And, like- I know, It's man. harder. It is. That's why I have movie nights on Tuesday night yeah, where you're forced to watch a movie. Yeah. It's me and my horror movie buddies. Well, I was impressed that you actually watched it then. So so when I was doing On Fire- Quiz me. Uh, the director ended up getting COVID, and, uh, and I ended up having to take over directing it. Uh, Unbelievable. And uh, so but, you produced it, you co-directed it, yeah, yeah, and started it, and uh, started yeah. it. Well, I originally was just going to star in it, right? You know, they were like, "Hey, this this movie, do you want to come out?" And and I thought well, this is a good premise, and and you know, there's a lot of fires in the world right now, and this is this movie kind of shows you what people go through, you know, and yeah. and, and, uh, and and so I liked that aspect of it, and I wasn't a producer on it either, like until I, you until I came on, and then there were things that they were like, "Hey, would you produce it?" Because there's things that we could use your help on. And I was like, "Okay." And then the director got sick, and then I they were like, "Hey, would you just take over for tonight?" And then they were like, "We can't shut down. We just finished." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." And then we went. Then it was good because when I was in post, and I was able to like have more say, which is always great because as an actor, it's more fun, more well, creative. Yeah, it's more creative, and, and and so many times as an actor, I'm sure you know too. Like we give over our work, and we think, oh, that we, I feel like this is gonna be a good one, and then you get disappointed because uh, you don't have any say in like the the, the rhythm of the movie yeah. or how they uh, how they put it together or your performance, and you're like, I know I gave them better stuff than that, you know what I mean? So like when I saw the cut. You know, I was able to say, well, let's let's try this or let's these performances can be better and, and, you know, get jumped into the editing room and shaped it. And, you know, the whole ending we reshot because the original ending just didn't feel it felt like it fell flat, you know. So uh, so this ending that you saw was completely. Don't give it away. Yeah. uh, Completely reshot and then became more of a tribute to firefighters and first responders. That whole sequence wasn't in there, you know. Through the woods thing. Yeah, the kid running. Uh, and that kid had no, you know, the, who played my son, he, he didn't have any arcs. So I was like, we need an arc. For, so I was able to get yeah. way more input 
into that because I, I was That's now great. directing and producing. Uh, so It's so, called On Fire. Yeah. It's available on video on demand, digital release of film, November 14th. November 14th. So it's going to be right around here, guys. So yeah. you, you got to check this out because what I, and, and continue, but I just wanted to say that what I liked about it is that the characters mm. were all really well thought out. It wasn't like, I mean, you immediately care about them. You got this old man, your father played by mm. Lance Henriksen, who I love. Legend, I met yeah. you know, just a legend. And like, it's not just this, you know, angry old guy. It's like this emotional guy who just wants to be with his wife who passed yeah. away. And like the, some of those scenes are so emotional. He just wants to smoke and says, screw it. This is my life. Let me just, you know, let me go. Yeah. And this whole time you're trying to hang on to him. You're trying to. And you know, and the and the and your wife is in the movie is so Fiona, solid. Fiona Dura. Fiona, she's great. She's great, she's and she's great. so strong. She's yeah. pregnant, and she's the strong character. So all the characters are really strong or develop. Mm. And I and I and I saw that, and I liked the even the CGI with the fires. I was yeah. like, I was looking, and it looked really good. Yeah, because so, when when I started that, when I came on, when I got to set, uh, Nick Nick Lyon, who, who who directed it alongside with me, he started out as the main director, and. He, he, when I came on, they were like, oh, we're not using any fire, you know, at all. Like, we're going to do all CGI. And I thought, oh, this better be good or it's going to be bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so so then when we got into the editing room, you know, we had this uh, this great um, CGI artist, uh, Joe Lawson, and, and we just kept pushing him. You know, he'd come back with stuff. He's like, oh, it's still a little, no, like, no, and keep, keep going real. back, add shapes and shades of light. And he did such a great job. Like, now we have, like, stock footage stuff and we have uh cgi stuff i can't tell the difference sometimes which one is real and which oh, one's just not. like the smoke going yeah. when you're driving the smoke yeah. go in and out of stuff yeah that it, was really cool thank you so so when i took over as director for that it was interesting because you know when when i'm an actor there's a part of me that really wants to please the director all the time of course because you know? you're there to service their stories so like you know, you finish a take and you're always immediately like, look to them, like, you know, not of approval. Do they like it? Am I way off? Like, did it, did it, you know, is it too big, too small? And, uh, and, you know, you and I have been doing this for a long time. So there's part of us that knows like what feels right, what doesn't, but, but you always are looking straight to that director and catching their eye and they're like, thumbs up or, you know, yep. can I try it different? Like, what else could I do? What else do you think? Uh, and so what was interesting is I've directed before, uh, other actors. I love actors. I love like working with them and I love collaborating with them. And I love, because they're, it's such a vulnerable place. Like, like you just mentioned, like when knowing your lines and the pressure. So getting actors to go, look, you know, let's just play, you know, and, and find stuff together. And like, I think that's appreciated. And when I work with directors that are actors, like they understand it, that, that lingo. Cause sometimes you get directors that are just like, why are you making that face? Or you're like, what face? Don't do that. <laughs> Don't Slow do that. Down. Faster. Yeah. Faster. You're Moving like, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, uh, and it's like cold bedside manner, you know? So I think that actors appreciate when I work with them because I see everything, you know, every little thing, uh, uh, an eye movement. I'm like, I, I saw what you were and doing. And actors yeah. need to be, acknowledged for what they're doing like sometimes they, coddled mm -hmm, yeah sometimes well, they listen, so, different actors need different things but yeah. sometimes you have to be the director comes and goes hey you were that was really good yeah i really liked what you did let's do something else now because we got that yeah it's awesome yeah even but if it I was wanna, terrible you're yes, like yeah it's good to tell them it was they, great. because then they're like yeah oh, okay good i got one on tape and then they loosen up like a loose yeah. actor is a good actor i've right? had directors that yeah. just said go but they know me but they'll be like Rosenbaum, let's do a, a better take than that. Yeah. And, and I'm that, like, all right, what do you, all right, gosh. But uh. it shuts you down. Like if someone's like making you feel insecure. So you want to make people feel secure because as they're secure yes. and comfortable, 
they're doing, they're giving you more. They're yeah. always going to give you more. So, so when I work with actors, like I, I love being able to make them feel comfortable because I want to feel comfortable when I'm acting, you know? Uh, so, but what was interesting about directing this one, when Nick was sick and I, and I took over, I didn't have that person to look to, to go, Hey, that was good or bad. Like it was me, <laughs> you know? What I mean? Yeah. So, and, a, and it was so much more freeing in that sense because I was like, okay, I know what I need to get. I know what the scene's about. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. You don't worry about you as much. And I'm not worried about me. Yeah, I did the same thing. And then yeah. it became more about like, I need to give to the other actors because I need them to be good for this. So I came, I became such, like so much more of a giving actor because it, was, it wasn't about like service, how was I doing? It was about like, I have to give as much as I can to get that other actor to give me more. And so it became about giving all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to take that into my next stuff like yeah but i'll, I'll say that uh, i remember when i was doing directing this film and i was the lead in it yeah. and the the editor called me up after and he goes hey bud i go hey how's it going he's like uh there was something wrong did you see the dailies he yeah. goes yeah nothing's wrong but uh you're the lead role you need to give yourself more takes uh, okay. and i'm like why am i not good he's like no it's not that it's just like i want you to i know how you are you want to yeah. give to everybody else but remember yeah, you yeah. need to give yourself the options and yeah. things in the editing room. And I go, yeah. all right. And so did you think about that at all? Did someone uh, say that to you? Like, no, hey. but, but I had directed a movie before this one that I wrote and directed. And I did that on that one. Cause I, I played a smaller role in that one. And, and, and yeah, because when you're, I, I, I mean. Exhausted. I, it, yeah. I almost died. Well, and no I, one knows that, I played, but I felt like it. I played a smaller role in that one because I didn't, I wanted to be able to get, you know, focus on directing. Sure. But, but when I did have to come into work, cause I was like, oh, I'll play the smaller role. So it's fun. You know, I, everyone else is going to be having fun. I'll, I'll have the smaller role, but it was like a pain in the ass. Cause it was like, I got to put my costume on. I got to yeah. put hair and makeup. I want to be by the crew in the set setting up the camera. And now I'm sitting there makeup, like dying. Cause I want to be on set. Yeah. And then I get there and it and became like that. Like, okay, let me just race through my stuff. Cause I got to get to their coverage. Yeah. I got to get to the, And I got, and so I learned on that one, not that I was, 
bad in that. I, uh, I don't think I was bad. Uh, but it was like, <laughs> I, I, I learned in that one, like, okay, I, I have to also give, yourself give myself options. options. But having, I, have a, I had a good producer friend of mine on, on, on Fire 2, and he also directs. So I would look uh, to him. He had your back. He had my yep. back, and I would That's look to him key. and go, hey, that cool? Yeah. And it wasn't in the way of like, was that good? Do you want something else? No, it was just like, like hey, it was just a confirmation. Like, that felt good to me. Yeah. You know, and, my best friend, Tom, who's not an actor, not yeah. in the business, he, he'd be off camera, and he'd go, go yeah, do yeah. one more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's you all need, I needed. You kind of need that. Otherwise, yeah. you're running to the monitors watching. I'm not, and I'm you not don't watching. Have I, never time. Wa- I never watched a yeah. scene with me in it. Yeah. I never re- let, let them go back, roll back. Yeah, because you no. just don't have the time I to ha- sit there. The and do- I mean, you're literally racing a clock. It's literally a race every day. But I, I, it I, is. I love the you adrenaline love the, rush. You love the race. I actually really enjoy directing... I think I've always been. I could fr- tell. I think I've been a more I frustrated. Tell. I think I've always been a frustrated director who, who acted because, like, I would. I mean, even when I was acting, it was always like I feel like that. This should be shaped differently, or like I wish you would put the camera over there. Like, and I'd have all these ideas, and I was like, you have to be careful because you never want to, like, you know, step on director's toes. Um, but but I'd always be like, what what would happen if you did that thing? And then sometimes they'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna steal that. Yeah, thing. there's a way to do there's it. There's a way to you gotta do be it. A good dude. He goes like. You know, because uh, Palm and Terry, uh, Chaz Palm and Terry, I did this movie with him. It was a first-time director. Yeah. And he goes, what are we doing? And the director would say, oh, I'm going to move the camera over here, and I'm going to get this cool shot. It's going to go, like, yeah. it's going to move through here and go through. He goes, all right, you'll never use it, but do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. what he would say to him. And yeah. like, um, But, yeah, it, it is It It's is a fun. delicate balance. You have to really be respectful because – and I'm all – overly respectful with directors because it's like i never would want somebody telling me but i'm the type of guy that's like look i'll take a good idea from anyway craft service guys like hey would you try this and it works i'd be like i yeah, always say I'll that too that. if you have a good idea yeah, it I'll doesn't do matter it. Where just it don't doesn't... bombard me with mm. those things so don't feel like now it's this open door policy yeah, right? yeah but by the way i will say one more thing about um on fire which you guys got to see november 14th on video demand and digital release can we just talk about jacob for a second yeah the yeah. character Jacob, yeah. small character yeah. that you meet with, like when you're on your way to save, I'm not going to give anything away, but yeah, you know, yeah. and save someone. And this random guy who's so emotional and in the yeah. midst of this fire and his performance and just like oh, you, both man. of you guys together. Yeah. I thought that was some of, one of the best scenes in the movie. Oh, thank you, man. Because I really you know talking about. I though. directed that night, and uh, and I was really excited to work with that actor because he was he brought a lot of stuff, and I was like, oh my god, he's so emotional. Yeah. And at first, it it wasn't like it was kind of like safe, and I was like, try this, try. That. And then it got to that, and then and it was one of those nights that you felt like, okay, I really helped shape that and make him comfortable enough. Yeah. So because a lot of times. You know, if he came with that, he might have thought, "Oh, well, is this too big?" But, but, but giving him the space to actually work in that, and then get him there, and I, I really like that scene too. In the original cut, it was, it wasn't in it, and I was like, "No, we need to put that back in because it's a scene where I meet this guy on the road, and I'm not giving too much away, but, but uh, he, he ends up coming out of the woods, and and I'm and I and I'm driving to to find my family, and he needs a ride." back you know home because his you know uh house just burned down he's very emotional and uh and and i'm like okay i just have to go and get my family and then we'll go back to town and he turns from like help me to no 
to helping me. <laughs> Instead of asking for help, he's actually giving me help. And he's going, no, no, you can't go that way because you're going to die. And I'm like, I have yeah. to go that way. And it becomes almost like an argument. He's like, you're not listening to me. You can't go that way. Because he's seen what's in the abyss, right? Yeah, he's like... Yeah. You can't go there. Yeah, because he's because so it's emotional. because it's, like, it's oh so God. traumatic, and and then it makes my character like like you root for him because now he's doing something heroic where he knows. Oh my God! Wherever I'm going, it's going to be bad. But I, I I'm going anyway. And he sees it in your eyes. Yeah, you didn't have to even say much. You just like said, yeah. "I have to do this." Yeah, and he looks at you, go. And he says, I'll "What's pray. your name?" Yeah, he says, "I'll pray for you." And it's like all of a sudden, he's, it it comes from a place of like, "Please help me out." My house burned down to, "Oh my God, you're you're screwed. You're gonna die. You're gonna I'm die. Gonna I'm gonna you. pray for you." And then it, it, the the ta- the 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 tables get turned, and it wasn't really written that way. Like like we got it there. Uh, you know what that was? That was humanity. Yeah. It was like how humanity yeah. should be. Yeah, that's what it should be like. Yeah. You know, people helping each other. Yeah, and it was just, and you can yeah. see the trauma that he went through. You know what I mean? Just by the his his the way he was playing that scene, it was like such a traumatic event he was just coming from, and knowing that I was going to go into that traumatic event, he was trying to like stop me, but my family was in there, so I have to keep going. You know? Yeah, and then it's like we're only like 10, 15 minutes in, and you're already as an audience member going, okay. This guy's, you know, doing something heroic. I'm gonna follow him, my my character because he's like putting his life on the line to to anyways. You know what I mean? Hey, when was the first time like your parents said our son's made it? Now I feel comfortable in saying our son's doing it. He's 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 made it. Like when was the, <laughs> you know? Because your parents were probably yeah. you know your dad was a waiter. Yeah, he's a waiter. And your mom was a uh, just a homemaker. Uh, housewife, yeah. Like he was, and, and so. When you wanted to be an actor, was it something so foreign to them? They're like, "What are you? What are you doing?" Yeah, uh, I mean, I I kind of had to trick them into it because, like, <laughs> I when I was younger, I was like, I was really shy when I was younger, like super shy, like so shy that in high school I was too shy to get in on the lunch line because I was like, "Well, what if like I drop my tray or what if like something happens?" Every the whole cafeteria, you know, in those movies where something happens, the whole you got to rip in your pants, and the whole cafeteria is looking at you. <laughs> I would, I would die. Right. And I went to a school with like 3,500 kids. Like there was a lot. So it was intimidating to like grab your tray, get on a lunch line, giant jocks next to you. And like, and, uh, and so for the first three years, I, I like ate a pretzel in the back of the room and got grabbed an orange. Like there was a little lady that on the opposite side sold pretzels. And while everybody was getting hamburgers and pizza, I went to the, the, to the lady, grabbed the pretzel and an orange juice and sat down. And like, it was like a wallflower. Yeah. You know? So it wasn't like I was like a theater kid that was like, look at me, I, you know, and, and no uh, confidence. Well, yeah. And I wasn't theatrical. I didn't, never did a play. So I remember telling my parents, cause I saw Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid. And I was like, those guys look like they're having fun. You know, I want to do that. Cause I, when you're 12, you're like, you don't know what you're right. just like, Oh, I could do that. That looks like fun. So I told my parents, I was like, yeah, I want to be a, an actor. And they laughed because they're like this shy kid. And, you know, um, also they're from Italy and I'm first generation American. So like they don't, we don't, we knew nobody in the business. Like movies were foreign to us. Like my dad, uh, I, I think he took me to one movie my, my whole life. Like he, my, the first movie he took me to was, uh, he wanted, it was funny. It was Indiana Jones came out. I think I was like 10 and he was like, Oh, don't take this movie, Indiana Jones. And I didn't know what it was. 
because it said Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, but it sounded like oh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was right, Raiders of the Lost yeah. Ark, right? And it's, I thought it was like a movie about the Bible, about you know, because it was like the Ark of the Covenant. And I was right. like, I don't want to see this religious movie. So I, I cried and was like, I want to see Annie. <laughs> so my dad took me to see Annie, and he fell asleep. And I watched Little Orphan Annie, and that was like the first movie I ever watched. It was like I was ten because oh. I didn't go to the movies, you know. Yeah. Um. So so telling them I want to be an actor was like. Uh, tell them I wanted to go to Mars. It was just like not a thing that was possible. So uh, they laughed and I didn't want to be laughed at. So next time they said, what do you want to be? I said, a lawyer. And they were like, Ooh, a lawyer in the family. My son's going to be a lawyer, you know? Uh, so, so then I kind of convinced myself that's what I would be, you know? And, and uh, I went to, to all through high school and didn't do a play in high school ever. Uh, and then I went to college and I and I went to one year uh, at St. John's University, and I studied pre-law, you know. Uh, and and then I I, I took a, like an acting one hundred and one class, and I really liked it. I was like, wow, because I was so shy, it was freeing for me. Because when I was playing other characters, like people don't see me, they see these other people. I could do anything as a as a character. Yeah, right? uh, it's always that acting one hundred and one. Yeah, acting one hundred and one. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. And, uh, and so then I met this guy and he was like a manager and I, and I was trying to get into like modeling a little bit and, uh, I was doing like little things here and there. It wasn't like, you know, just to, for, to pick up money on the side. And then, and then he said, if you want to be an actor, you should really study it. And so he helped me transfer into NYU to study theater there. And so I told my parents, Hey, I'm going to move, I'm going to transfer to NYU and I actually auditioned and I got into the theater program there. And they, they said, well, what, why are you studying acting? I don't understand. And this school's like twice as much as your other school. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. I said, well, it has a, you know, as a, as, a, as a lawyer, you have to stand up in front of people. I'm really shy and acting is oh. required to be a lawyer. You're lying to them. Yeah, I totally lied. Totally playing them. I see what you're doing. So I said, you know, you have to stand up in front of people and, and it's like doing a play. You have to take acting class. It'll help me be a better lawyer. And they didn't know. So the the good thing about my parents was there's there's parents that like if their kid like shits in a box, they're like, look what my kid made, you know. And my and, and then there's the other parents that are just like uh, on the other side, like my parents, like my mom never came to a baseball game. You know, my dad took me to like one movie my whole life. Like they just did their thing and I did my thing. And in some ways, like it was good because they kind of stayed out of like. I, I, I actually had a conversation with my mom the other day. I said, because I, I had a motorcycle at 19. I was like, did you guys like me? Like, I would never let my my son <laughs> did you like get me? a motorcycle at 19. She was like, oh, no, that's what you wanted to do. I, I mean, I, I, I thought you were crazy, but I was like, you know, that's what. It was like they just didn't, they were, they let me be me, which was really kind of wonderful. 
But they loved you and they gave you all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, and they loved me and, and it wasn't See, like, that's why it worked. They yeah. gave you the love and everything. It wasn't like they were thing. ignoring and abandoning me. They just me. weren't on top of you. They just weren't on top of me. They weren't helicopter parents. So like when I said I was going into NYU, they were just like, okay, you know, I got a baseball game this weekend. Okay. You know, like, I'm coming home tonight. I'm going out. Okay. You come, don't come home late. Okay. You know, like they didn't. Jeez, I wish that was my you know, They didn't really helicopter parent me. They, Get they, your they, ass they, home. <laughs> <laughs> so so they were loose in that sense but in the sense of like hey i really think you could make it as an actor they weren't that either right yet. but they never said you can't make it as an actor they just were like he's going to nyu he's taking acting class i don't know you know they just so kind of stayed what, out of it. so then so i took i went to nyu and i studied acting and then and then i ended up getting a an episode like a guest starring episode of something and i was like hey i'm gonna be on this guest and i had like the lead uh like guest um you know, episode right, lead. Right. What do they call lead? Lead guest lead. You know, I was Give, the lead. Is that what they call yeah, guest, guest lead? Leads? Guest lead. I don't know. Uh, yeah, the, I don't the lead know. actor in the guest guest well, it lead. Was it a soap that. opera? It was a. I can't or, say the show, but it was or, a. It was a show that dealt with uh, law, and it also dealt with other stuff like or, order. Oh, uh, like there was stuff order, like that. There was order, and, and, and there was also like criminal and law, criminal stuff, and, and, yeah, and yeah, judge okay. stuff. Gotcha, gotcha, you know, and stuff uh, like I gotcha. that. And so. um so I did a show. That was my first thing. Due to the sex strike, <laughs> Peter Facinelli can't say the word. Beep, beep. Okay. Yeah, so uh, it dealt with like judges and, and laws. So I ended up being the lead, I guess, leader on that show. And, and, my, and I said, hey, I'm going to be on this series. And so my parents watched it and they thought I was going to be like, the guy just kind of like, oh, that's my hand. Did you see it? You know, or the, the guy just walked through the door they in the were back. They blown away. No, they weren't. They were, they were surprised, but I never got what? the- I actually never got the. Oh my god, that was amazing! I can't believe you did, did that either. Oh. They were just, but they weren't like. I think they were just a little. They're just like great. You got paid. Yeah, that's yeah. great. They were just like, oh, that's cool. And they really didn't think anything of. I mean, honestly, for the first twenty years of my career, my dad would be like, "Listen, if you uh, if you ever need it, your room. Well, we still have a room for you." <laughs> like, like. So I never. I got, always got the same. I thing. never well, got the. Uh, you know, I think you finally made it. You know, I feel like they're proud of me. But after you did a movie with a bunch of vampires. No, I think that they- Come still, on. No, because here's the thing. my They don't understand the world of it. So when I go home, you know, my mom's more interested in like, why aren't you eating? You know what I mean? Eat your pasta. Like you're, you're getting too skinny. Eat this. Or like, so it's like the, the blessing of my parents are, they would love me no matter what I did. You know what I mean? The fact that uh, they, they only care. Don't make me cry now. They only care if I'm happy. <laughs> that Like my mom says, like if, if, if something is really successful, she says, are you happy? Then I'm happy too. She doesn't care if it's successful. As long as I'm happy, they're happy, which is really Do wonderful. they ask you that? Do they ask yeah, you? Yeah, they ask you. Are, they you, say, are you happy? Yeah, yeah, are you yeah. good? Yeah, like I'll be like, hey, I got this movie. Are you, oh, good. Are you happy? Yeah, like good. Yeah, but they're not. They're not enamored. They're, They're not, not enamored blown at all. Away. They're not like, it's no. just like they want you to be happy. And if that makes you happy, that yeah. makes them happy. I think the biggest uh, compliment I got was actually recently because my, my parents went to see On Fire in the movie theater. Right. You know, which is nice. We had That's a great, great run. We had like 500 theaters uh, for a small movie is, is a wonderful, yeah. uh, you know, run. Uh, and so my dad and mom went to see it in the middle of the day. And my dad called me after. I said, what did you think? He goes, oh, it was great. You're better than Richard Gere. <laughs> I was like, okay. Wow. Because you know, he doesn't know anybody, my dad. So like, he'll always throw out references like, uh, you know, um, 
John Wayne. That's an actor. I'm like, I can't work. Like I can never impress them because I'm like, I can't work with John Wayne. He's dead. You know? So I remember calling my, my dad once and I said, Hey, I'm working with, um, I'm working with Danny DeVito. And he goes, Oh, was that the guy in my cousin Vinny? And I was like, no, that's Joe Pesci. And then <laughs> I, was short like, guy. I was like, uh, I talk all my, my parents. I said, I'm working with Drew Barrymore. And, and they go, Oh, is he nice? <laughs> The, your father, so they grandfather, great grandfather, Barrymore. I don't know. So they just don't know anybody, or so they're not they're not impressed. Well, the same thing happened to me. I was at um, the Elizabeth Glazer AIDS Foundation event one year, and I took my grandparents with mm. me, and I see George Lucas, hmm. and he looks at me and goes, and I'm like, uh, I come here. He points at me, wow. and I go, guys. George Lucas is asking me to come over and talk to him. She, he, my grandfather goes, who's that? Let's go talk to the guy from Cheers. Ted Danson's yeah. right over there. I'm like, it's fucking George Lucas. Yeah. They didn't know who he was. Yeah. And he invited me to the ranch and all that stuff. Oh they, my God, that's they just amazing. You know, they, but you know what's great is, and, and I'll sort of elaborate on what you said. My grandparents, my, I have letters from my grandfather that would say, Michael, M Mikey, we just want to say how proud we are of you. Mm. And even if you didn't do any of this, you're a good man. You're a good boy. That's we love you. And like that meant more yeah. to me than anybody ever saying yeah. you were great in the film or you were great in this or just hearing my grandparents just say they love me. I think it's a different, I don't know where your grandparents are from, but it's a different generation. And like they're proud of me when they hear, like I remember that my parents, I took my parents to a, a, I was doing that series that I did for like seven years. And the showrunners said to them, your son's a really hard worker. And that stuck with my dad. Like, See? He's like, you know, when they said you were a hard worker, that made me really proud. Like, like the show could come and do well and like tons Doesn't of people. And it could be, you work hard. It's like the fact that somebody said as a hard worker, that it made him proud. Of you know, I think my, uh, I think my father uh for a long time until i finally just stood up to him one day but he he would say i think i think he felt like acting in this industry was a breeze and mm. just it was cupcakes and people give you whatever you want you don't do anything and you don't work hard and you don't and all he did was work hard so i think he just didn't where did you guys grow he, up uh i was born in new york but i grew up in indiana yeah, okay. indiana but, and was your dad like a blue collar? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, like just worked his ass yeah. off. Yeah. And I think he just didn't respect me and didn't anything. And then one day I was like, I go, you have no idea anything yeah. about anything I fucking do. You don't know how hard I work. You don't know how hard it is. You know how much rejection we face. You don't yeah. know anything. You assume it's just, and I just stood up to him. You know, I just said that. It, was just, hmm. it wasn't easy, but it was like, it was just, you're right. It's that old school mentality. Like, he wants to know that you work you work hard for a living. Yeah. You don't just you don't just you know. Well, you memorize those monologues. You were, and and the pressure you're under and the stuff we talked about earlier. Yeah, like, that's man. Not, and it's, twelve hour day. You know. How shoot. about just love your fucking yeah. kids? How about just unconditionally? I don't care, Ryan, what you do, Peter, whatever yeah. you do. Well, it, that's as long that's as you're like, happy, honestly, like you said. My my mom's always been like that. Like, is whatever. I if I worked at the drive-through at McDonald's, my mom would be would treat me exactly the same. And sometimes I wanted the mom that's like, my son shit in this box. Look what he made. <laughs> you know what I mean, but, but I know I'm not gonna get that. So it's but I I kind of I I I think the a lot of part of my career was always like I'm gonna get them to be like look you know look what he made. And then I never really got that. So I, just, I let that go. 
I let it go too. I let it go. Because it became like, you know what? They don't care, but not because they don't care. It's because they care more about me being happy. Yeah. Not about success. Success for them is, are you happy? Because, and it's true, like a lot of, and I, I'm like that with my kids now. Like, I don't care what they do as long as they're happy. That's kind of like my philosophy with them, you know? That's a beautiful thing. It's like, uh, you know, um, you're a product of your environment, yeah. your own environment. And it's like, if you had a good upbringing and your parents loved you, you that's easier to translate mm -hmm. right it's it's hard to go against the grain it's 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 shockingly it's it's tougher i think to have bad parents and then be yeah. a good parent it's probably easier to have good parents and also you're a good parent yeah so you have to either break the cycle or it helps it helps you yeah so it's uh it's crazy it's but it's it's amazing how i see some of my friends grow up and the support that they had and the love that they had. And and even if they had no money and they weren't well-educated, the love that was there mm. was just, it resonated with me. Yeah. As a little boy looking at other families going, you know what? She really loves my friend. Mm. She really loves her son. Mm. I And I remember that. And I remember when she tears up when he was going away for college. And I remember like certain things that I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't necessarily get that, but I, I could see it. And that's important. Yeah. You know what I mean? So anyway, sometimes it comes back to me. Hmm. Sometimes I talk about me. And no, I, I, I mean, <laughs> I think that's, I think that's, a, it's great when you have that, you could see that in other people. And even in this conversation, when you're like, I could see the love of my parents through how Peter's parents, you know, treat yeah. them too. Cause it's like, it's a different love. It's not the, I'm going to show up at every baseball game. It's like, Hey, did were you did you enjoy yourself today? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's a good love too. You know? Yeah. No, I think it's important. I think it just it's just important to just be like, I love you. Whatever you do, I'm gonna love you. Mm. Don't always try to get my approval. Just do yeah. things because you love them. Do things because they give you purpose. Do things yeah. because you know they make you happy or whatever it is. You have a passion for it. Mm. It's like, you know, I it's uh but I think why I don't have kids. You're like, why don't you have kids? I'm like, well, I'm 51. You're like, so what? I'll be, I'm 49. I, mean, yeah. I, I got another kid on the way. Yeah. Pacino and no, De Niro. You have a kid on the way. You have a one-year-old. One yeah. But Pacino and De Niro just had kids. There. Yeah, but come on. Uh, I, I think there's something wrong with that. <laughs> well, I mean, you may not, but I'm I like. I think as a, as, listen, as a. How old is he, Pacino? I don't know. 70, 76, But think about it. When the kid's 10, he doesn't yeah. have a dad. Mm. Well. 20. I mean, you you can enjoy him for as long as you enjoy him, I guess. Like, whatever makes people happy. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But well, I do I, think, like, you could be an older dad. I was on both ends of the spectrum where I was the youngest dad. I mean, I had kids at 21. Geez. was my first kid. I was literally, like, the youngest dad in the kindergarten class, you know. Uh, and then- and So now, you have a 27-year-old? Yeah. Yeah. Good Lord almighty. And then I have, uh, you know, now I have a one-year-old, so it's kind of, I'm starting over, but it's- and and so now I'm like on the older end of that spectrum, you know. Uh, and most of the, the dads are in their 30s and 40s. And yeah. I'm like, all right. Uh, but I do feel like, in in a lot of ways, kids keep you young because like you you have to have the energy for them. But like they light the, their smile lights up a room, and then all of a sudden it's like doesn't matter how your day was, you know. I can yeah. Look over to him, he does a smile. He does some goofy, <laughs> you know. You're right. It does. But when you find somebody that you want to have kids with, and like. I wouldn't put an age limit on it, honestly. Like, you know what I mean? 
uh, if you're in a place where you, you can, you, you're with, with somebody that you love and, and, uh, and you, 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 you want to have a kid. Don't be like, I'm too old. Like, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's, a- I would do it if I could be a stay at home dad and the, mm. my wife works. Mm. <laughs> Well, if you could do another uh, movie that you've done, like a, a, a another, uh, what's the word, a sequel or a show to go back. And you know how people are always revisiting these things. Yeah. You can't say the name, but you could kind of, you know, we could figure it out. But would there be a movie that you would be like, I'd revisit that. They've got a cool idea with it. Like, would you revisit uh, the one about the, uh, you know, uh, Ido, Edie Falco? Yeah, 100%. Like, there's... I think all of the the roles I've done, if they were ever like, would you want to revisit? There's not one role I've done where I'm like, I never want to play that again. You know what I mean? Not like, one. Not one. I, and I think the, I've always had this litmus test and it served me well. When I take on a role, I always think to myself, am I going to be excited on my ride to work? And that's the litmus test I have for like saying yes. To I it. say the same element of fun. Yeah. Because, because if I have the passion on the way to work, and I'm excited on the way to work. I know I'm going to put everything I have into it. And then I can't control if the movie does well, the TV show does well. But but when I look back and someone's like, what was your favorite thing you've ever done? I can honestly say all of them because I've had the same level of passion on the ride to work for each and every one of them. So if someone's like, hey, I would you that. would you want to revisit that role? Yeah, because I had fun doing it. You know what I mean? Even if it was like I've done one that's for seven years, it's like I, I honestly had fun Going to work every day. Even the vampire movie? Yeah. You would do it in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. I mean, I'm probably too old to play now because like vampires don't age. But uh, eh, you can age if you want to, can't yeah. you? Nah, vampires can't you don't, if you don't drink enough blood. I like and you get older I, and then I, you drink blood. No, I think I, they could well, change can, the shit. I think, around. yeah, they could. I think they could. I like, think you look good. Oh, thank you, man. It's all in the eyes. Yeah. Hey, yeah. this is called shit talking with Peter Facinelli. <laughs> this is my, these are my patrons. This is just rapid fire. Uh, and you can answer them. Okay. Uh, Patreon.com slash inside of you. I couldn't do this show without you. Thanks for supporting the podcast. Leanne, how has being a, a father made you a better person? Um, it gives me a lot more patience. Because now when I when I look at people, oftentimes when I'm like, you know, somebody cuts you off or somebody, you know, rubs you the wrong way, I think of them and think they were a child once too. And you know what I mean? So like- I have more compassion for people because I could see their inner child because my kids have good days. Like my one-year-old, he has great days. He has bad days, you know? And so having the patience for him, I, I, I try to bring that into uh, having the patience with a, a more adult. So if someone cuts you off, you don't get pissed off. I, I don't, I mean it to a fault. Cause wow. <laughs> because here's the thing, like, and it's a wonderful thing. Cause when but I, you're part Italian, what the fuck are you doing? No, because when you don't react to them, then they—it's almost comical because they're like—they get madder. They get more, and they're waving mad, their hands madder. around. Sometimes I'll wave and smile, like you know what I mean. And it—and I don't mean to piss them off hey, more. Sorry but, about that, man. But it's like, you know, <laughs> if you don't get sucked into somebody else's energy, there's a great quote: "If I try to give you a gift and you don't take it, who does it belong to?" 
it falls back on me, yeah. right? So if someone's trying to throw their energy of negativity onto you and you don't take it. It just goes back to it them. It just falls back on them. Words of wisdom. <laughs> Little Lisa, what has been your biggest challenge this year and what has been your biggest accomplishment this year? The biggest uh, accomplishment was, you know, t- working really hard on On Fire to like get it to a place where it got into 500 theaters and That's like, crazy. you know. Uh, Dedicated it, to yeah. all the survivors and firefighters and to make a movie, yeah, to help shape that movie into something that uh, people are enjoying, and uh, and and then being able to, you know, prom- promote it with SAGs, uh, not only approval but them cheering us on because we signed the interim agreement. We we I was able to work with the producers to have them agree to pretty much everything we're asking the studios for. So you know, SAG is actually using us as an example. Hey, if, if, if these smaller producers can sign this agreement, then the bigger studios should too. So like, it feels good to be part of, uh, like part of me is like this, this movie I did was the first movie in theaters under the SAG interim agreement. And that to me is like a wonderful feeling. Cause I'm helping to like my union, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, to, 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 to help them in their, their, their battle. And I talk to them all the time, like, what else can I do? Because I really do believe in what we're fighting for. Uh, but the struggle in, in that sense this year has been, you know, because of the strike, it's it's been tough because I love being creative and, uh, and there's less creativity to be had or to work with or to, you know, jobs to do. Like, so, so then I end up getting... Um, I, it's, it almost feels like COVID again, where I'm at home going, what can I do uh, to like get my creative juices flowing? And that's a challenge to like, you know, when you're on set, it's it's easier when somebody's like, this is where you have to be. This is what we're doing. This is your lunch. And this is the end of the day. And these are the lines that you have to learn. And there's structure in that. And I find it harder when I, I don't have that structure to structure it for myself. You know right. what I mean? And so a day could go by and it's just like, I didn't do anything today. I was like stuck. I got sucked <laughs> into like my Instagram stories and, like, you know, and, and there's just other things I want to be doing. And then you kind of procrastinate. And like, so, so the challenge has been trying to uh, work that structure for myself. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Bob K Elvis or the Beatles. Wow, I gotta say Elvis because I have an Elvis pinball machine at home, and he's, he's the king. But I do like Bob and the Beatles too. You like Bob? Who asked the question? I uh, know, but I thought you meant Bob Dylan. <laughs> oh no, Bob asked Elvis and the Beatles. He's like, oh, I like uh, Bob. Too. I thought you meant Bo- like, oh, that's someone like that. You like you know, Bob? I do like Bob. Too. I do like Bob. I spit. I thought you said Bob or Elvis or the Beatles, uh, as in Bob Dylan. Um, Bob Dylan, the Beatles, uh, but but Elvis would have to be my. I'd say the Elvis for sure. Uh, Lee and Kristen say, if you could forget a book or a movie and be able to experience it for the first time again, what would you choose? Mm. Book or a movie? A book or a movie. That's a tough I would say, would I get the same feeling as when I first saw it? Because that, like if I saw The Shining for the first time now and felt the same scare that I did back then, I'd say The Shining. Or... um, Star Wars, Star Wars, or Empire Strikes Back. I or- mean, the the cool thing about Star Wars is now when you get the new Star Wars, you get to have that feeling of like, oh, it feels like the first time watching. And then you know, because uh, because there's new stories to be told. But but I would go with Star Wars, uh, the first one. Yeah, yeah. 
Jammin' Jenny, what's your favorite way to relax or unwind after a stressful day? <sighs> um, <laughs> uh, Smoke some of the reefer, do you? I mean, I don't know. I don't, this is terrible, but let me think. Uh, to unwind is sex. Yeah. Sex. I want my, my mind went to like sex. But. If that's what it is, why not? <laughs> you have sex, it relaxes it you. Relax, sex, sex relaxes puts you. me to sleep. Does it? That's see, it's relaxing. I mean, not then. during. Yeah, but like, but that's relaxing. No, absolutely. There's yeah. nothing more relaxing than having uh, <clears throat> uh, what rhymes with orgasm. <clears throat> but yeah. then you just immediately, for guys at least, it's like. Yeah. It's, it just shuts you down. Well, if you're having a stressful day too, oh, it man. like takes you out of the stressful day because you're in the moment yeah. of doing something that is feeling good and, and also connection. Your, your connection and, uh, you know, and, and a sharing of love. And then, and, and then at the end, it's very relaxing. I mean, is that terrible? To no. Say? In fact, I may not even have that for the patrons. I may do that for a question so more people can hear it. Why not? We would you to relax. I like to have sex. Why, why is that weird? Yeah. How weird. Dana asks, what's the weirdest gift you've gotten from a fan? Oh, what's the weirdest gift? I don't know if it was a gift, but I had a fan once say, will you sign my knickers? And I didn't know what knickers were. So I was like, yeah, sure. And then she was like, gave me some underwear. And I was like, oh, I can't sign that. That's that's not, that's just too weird. That's too weird. I had someone <laughs> asked if I, if she, if I'd sign their breast mm -hmm. and they did. No, I did. I did. It was a side breast. So I think I did that. <clears throat> um, look, you've done so much. We didn't even crack the surface on so many things, but you guys have known all the things he's done. You could look him up. He's got this movie on fire, which I sat down and watched really enjoyed. It's, it's an important movie. It's intense. It's emotional. It's also got some comedy to it. Mm. I think there's some funny little nuances in there mm. that really made me laugh out loud. <laughs> Lance especially. Yeah, Lance. It was really cool. The characters were well-developed. It's on fire November 14th, video on demand or digital release. Um, this has been an honor, man. Thanks, man. Did you have fun? I had a, good, I had a really good time. What's the weird thing is you and I have been – around for a long time and we've never really crossed i know paths. i don't think and i always I've, liked you i, I always I, liked yeah, you me too i've never really i don't think we've ever been like at an event at the same no correct me if i'm wrong nope it's I've, like i i thought to myself like i've never met people yeah but i always loved your work yeah, i swear I, it wasn't I, like i know of you and i know who you are and i know your work and, I, and i've felt the same respect and 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 same like oh that's a cool guy and, and i know we have friends that are i think yes. know each other too i'm sure so of it. so it was a such let's go a through pleasure. that list. do you know no i'm kidding <laughs> such a pleasure to actually sit down and, and chat with you really enjoy you it. too man thanks for yeah. being here thanks thank for you. taking the time good luck on the movie on fire thank you solid solid guy i uh Again, you know, when you watch someone act throughout the years and you're like, oh, he's got this persona. I, I wonder how he is. Is he serious? Is he? And uh, he just came across so humble and sweet. And uh, it was really nice to see. Just a good dude. It's nice when the, the business doesn't get you. You can't let the business get you. <laughs> oh, that old business. That old entertainment industry business. <laughs> It can get you. Oh yeah. Um, but I appreciate you for being on the podcast and good luck with the movie. I know it's gonna do well. It's uh it's really good. And uh thank you, Peter. So you guys could also uh write a review if you want. You can watch on YouTube or anywhere else. 
well, you can just watch on YouTube. But uh, I guess what we should do right now is the um, top tier patrons. We should. I think we should. Thank you guys so much for listening. It means the world to me. Again, patron.com slash inside of you can get your name shouted out. Uh, top tiers and other tiers get certain things like boxes from me and little notes from me and uh, occasional zooms. And just there's all sorts of stuff. I th- even think that the top tiers might be two tiers from top, top tier, but they get. Uh, you know, we get a bonus episode with me and Ryan. They get like, what else do they get? They get uh, shit talking questions. Mm-hmm. Shit talking is now, I think, a patron exclusive. So mm-hmm. those are questions just from patrons. So patreon.com slash inside you. Let's read out the top tier patrons. Ryan, you have them in front of you? I do. All right. Nancy D, Leah and Kristen, Little Lisa, Yukiko. Uh- uh, Julie, Brian H, Nico P, Robert B, Jason W, Sophie M, Raj C, Joshua D, Jennifer N. Wow, that was fast. I, I was feeling it. Coffee kicked in. Stacy L, Jamal F, Janelle B. I just saw you, Janelle. Just saw a lot of you. So wonderful to see you. Mike E, Eldon Supremo, 99 more, Santiago M, Chad W, Leanne P, Maddie S, Belinda N, Dave Hall. Oh, look, it's Dave Hall. I love Dave Hall. He's my favorite. Dave, I miss you, Dave Hall. Sheila G, Brad D, Ray H, Tabitha T, Tom N, Talia M, Betsy D, Rhiannon C, Corey K, Dev Nexon, Michelle A, Jeremy C, Brandy D, Joey M. And you saved Eugene and Lee. I just saw you guys at the con too. What a treat. And I got to see the little one. He's so cute. He was was good. He wasn't crying, guys. Eugene and Lee are such good parents. Corey, Angela F, Mel S, Christine S, Eric H, Shane R, Andrew M, Amanda R, Kevin E, Stephanie K, Jor L. Jam and J, Leanne J, Luna R, Mike F, Stone H, Kayla, uh, parenthetical, Stay Wild, Moonchild. <laughs> yes. And parentheses. Brian L, Kendall L, Kara. Oh, is it Kara or Kara? Kara. Kara. Kara C. I think it's Kara C. Kara C. Kerosene. <laughs> Kerosene. Jessica B, Kyle F, and Marisol P. Marisol. You weren't at the last few cons, Marisol. What the hell, Marisol? Uh, Kaylee J. Hi, Brian A. Ashley F. Marion Louise L. Romeo B. Frank B. Jen T. Nikki L. April R. Randy S. J. D. W. Oral P. Ginger Insomniac. Rachel D. Lorelai L. Hi, Lorelai. Hi, Melissa H. Nick W. Stephanie and Evan. Charlene A. And Don G. I couldn't do this podcast without you. You know that. Thank you from the bottom of my friggin' heart. And uh, for my Michael Rosenbaum here in the Hollywood Hills of California. I'm Ryan Thais. I'm also here. You're here. Hey. Little wave to the camera. Guys, thank Bye. you. Be good to yourself. I'll see you later. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.